my name is Aaron McManus, and you were listening to the Battle Ready Podcast. I'm here with my dad, Erwin Raphael McManus. It's good to have you. It's good to be here. We're going to get this episode out real quick. And we need to do it quick because um, we might be shadow banned by the 31st minute. We really, really <laughs> might. I think the title of this episode is just so clearly shadow banned. And I didn't even know the term. Well, I, I, I knew the term, but I never thought that me and you, as liberal as we are, could ever get shadow banned by something. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's not a joke. That's serious. <laughs> and so explain, first of all, for anyone like me who is unfamiliar with the term shadow ban. So, I mean, Austin, Brooke, chime in here in a second. But basically, uh, Brooke's, Brooke's texting me secret texts. We can see your screen. Oh, I'm just creating. I was on Illustrator. My bad. Okay, so here we go. Shadow ban, essentially, I was creating a thing for art of communication on Illustrator. Start over. <laughs> Okay, so shadow band, if you don't know, this is what I understand of it. Brooke Austin chime in is basically this is what I noticed. We were I was on Instagram, I post stories to Bad Already mm -hmm. quite frequently. And in one like four day period, we went from having 10 to 15, 30,000 uh, 30, views on our reels to then having 4,000, 5,000, 2,000 on our reels within wow. four days. And our stories went from like, thousands and thousands like three four five thousand uh, uh like a, a post on my story to then going like 700 so were our posts uninteresting or were they illegal i don't think they were illegal <laughs> i think i think we talked about roe versus wade yeah. don't say gay covid conspiracies we're having fun russell westbrook talking russell wearing westbrook dress. wearing a dress <laughs> i i think we're having a we're having a we're having fun talking about a lot of controversial topics and I think it's. I think Instagram didn't like it. Right. Nothing that would shake the foundations of the earth. Nothing but, like some of our conversations about the misinformation that we've had around vaccines, COVID. I mean, I'm surprised we got away with it this long. <laughs> but here's the thing: our viewership and our listenership on the back end of our numbers are up. Oh wow! So people are listening more than ever. But someone just told me told you that they couldn't even find our page. Yeah, I just went live on Instagram because I'm like, I don't know, I don't know what to do. Do you, do I do nothing? Do I just don't post? Do because if it's like an ego thing of like numbers. I mean, also we would get like six or seven hundred likes per photo. And we're getting like 150. All right, so who shadow bans? Eighty percent decrease in one week. All right, so someone has control over eighty percent of our reach. I don't know. So who shadow bans you? Is it? I don't is know. It, is it Mark? Is it uh, Mark Zuckerberg? Yeah. <laughs> is it Facebook? Zuckerberg's got Instagram? a shadow ban. What? I mean, is it is it the Facebook company? Is it their censors? Who who does this exactly? I don't know. And honestly, like even just talking about shadow ban makes it sound so conspiracy theorist ish. Right. Except that it's actually happening. It's happening. <laughs> it's so, happening. So I guess the conspiracy would be if the Russians were involved. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't know who's involved, but I know it's happening. And I know that something that we said was uh, not acceptable to whoever filters what is supposed to be talked about and how it's supposed to be talked about, which makes me feel like I'm no longer in Radio Free America, also, which is a little terrifying to me. Free battle ready, that's all I'm saying. But, free then, battle ready from the shadow ban. Free us. <laughs> bring I don't us wanna, to the light. I don't want to be the there. Light. <laughs> I'm sorry if I made you mad, but like, don't mute me because you don't like me. Well, I also noticed, and someone showed me that on Spotify, we have the COVID-19. Yeah, 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 the COVID-19 <laughs> warning. But if you go on like Joe Rogan, every single one of his episodes has, has a COVID-19 warning. <laughs> but but we never said anything that was. Yes, we did. I did. That we maybe didn't. <laughs> I did. Wait, did, you, did you say something unfactual? No. 
I, I listen to science. <laughs> so so if you actually quote science yeah. and, and, and and what's amazing to me is that, I might have said liberal too many times in the last episode. Well, then you're probably talking to me, but and that's true. You, you know, what strikes me as really odd is even just around this whole department or ministry of truth that we already have it. Facebook has their own ministry of truth and Instagram has their ministry of truth and Twitter has their ministry of truth. And the problem, and, and I think this is an interesting note, there was so much controversy around Elon Musk buying Twitter because a billionaire is going to control the cultural narrative. But there was zero controversy around Jeff Bezos buying the Washington Post, which is supposed to be a more legitimate journalistic uh, enterprise. And no one's worried about that billionaire owning one of the most powerful voices in America because he has a more liberal posture. We seem to be against billionaires who are conservative, and we seem to be okay with billionaires who are liberal. So is our concern that billionaires are controlling uh, the narrative, or is it the concern that conservatives might control the narrative? I'm all just I, asking. All I know is it feels like Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix when Dolores Umbridge comes to Hogwarts and starts controlling everybody and make everybody write the I will tell no lies. I will tell no lies. And then Brooke, Come on, Zuck. Brooke tells us that Sadie Robinson, that sweet little girl. <laughs> the <laughs> the who, sweet girl who, who did your podcast a couple weeks ago. And she has this um, um, space called Live Original. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, uh, uh, I mean, obviously anyone who knows anything about Sadie would know she's pro-life. And she's and, very conservative. And very conservative, as yeah. her whole family is. And um, I don't know about the whole family. Well, just, it seems like you know. I like mean, it. they're they're yeah. they, they they're people who but what live their say? entire lives on on the, the Bible, and they're just really good yeah, people. And on television, uh, yeah. But what? they're they're very open about who they are. They're they're not in any way. They don't have a hidden agenda. Well, so they're what happened? Clear. What happened? So my understanding broke is that she posted uh, something about her pro life position. They have a blog on her website, liveoriginal.com, and okay. her mom, Corey, wrote a blog post about all the recent conversation with Roe v. Wade. And when they posted the blog post, unexplainably, the server was down on the website. That was Monday, and it's been down three days. It's so they've been uh, Mr. Robot. And uh, they, robot. No, so basically you're saying is they posted something that's super conservative, super pro-life, and they got taken down off the internet. You can still access the shop on the website, but nothing else. Well, at least their free commerce happens. <laughs> <laughs> and then I guess one of their friends or someone associated to them posted a video, and that video was not allowed to be listed. Mm -hmm. Explain that, Brooke. Um, so they have a couple friend. Sadie posted about this on her Instagram, which is mm -hmm. the only way I even knew of it. And okay. they created like a 45-minute pro-life documentary on abortion. And they have like a million YouTube subscribers and YouTube told them they would not list the video on their account. They would let them keep it posted on the website server, but it could only be accessed through a private link. Wow. Massive media control. And where and, are we right now, Brooke? And even when I think of just a slight No one's gonna get this nuances. podcast. Our, <laughs> I, I, I was watching SNL, you no know. No one's gonna get this thing. It's gonna be so off. Steve Jobs is gonna come back from the dead and pull battle ready off of the podcast. Right. And somebody can fact check me on this, but you know, on Weekend Update, which is where I get my news. Weekend update, SNL. <laughs> you gotta the, be kidding me. So be, uh, the the graphic behind um Shay and uh Jotes, um Okay. Said that the Roe versus Wade has been overturned. Like I said, that this whole bill has been passed. Now, and I looked at it and I thought, wait a minute. Anyone who's educated, and I think they're really educated and really smart guys, they know it hasn't been passed. 
This is this was a um, an opinion piece written by judges, and it still has to go to the court. So, what's what's interesting to me is that there's well, massive. Does it go to the court? Does it go to it goes to a private vote? Go ahead, right? Brooke. The graphic said Roe v. Wade to be overturned. To be overturned. Oh, to be overturned. Yeah. Yeah, but they don't know that. No, it's not official yet. You see, no, that's not that's not accurate. That's inaccurate. It's it, they there nothing has happened that says it's going to be overturned. And judges do this all the time. Now, it may get overturned, right? But what's interesting is that this leak seems to concern no one on the left. That the the integrity of the Supreme Court is of no one's concern right now. And because now you have protesters who've been given the home addresses of the five justices who are conservative. And, yes, and that's there terrible. Are, there are protesters in front of their houses, down their streets, endangering their lives. And now you need to pay attention to this because if this, as a liberal, is what you think is acceptable to do to conservative judges, what are you going to do when you do not have a liberal White House and Senate and House? What are you going to do when a liberal court, which we've had, they, Flips up an opinion. Yeah. Yes, they did vote unanimously to increase private security for judges of the Supreme Court and people closely affiliated with the Supreme Court after protesters went to their homes. So after. that was a win. Yeah. But that's not seen as an infringement on democracy as much as January 6th is. Yes. I, explain to me so it, how yeah. this is not as much an attack on democracy. The organizers said after they put up tall gates around the Supreme Court building that they weren't able to personally access the judges, like personally be seen by them as they dissented, um, that this was the closest they could get so the judges could actually see the effect that their vote had on people. So the protesters believe that's the effect that the decision had. Mm -hmm. They wanted them to see they were angry. All right. So if for the last, when was Roe versus Wade passed? 1970s, I can find the date. Maybe 72. All right, so let's, so if then this is the appropriate response to a Supreme Court decision that you disagree with, for the last 50 years, there should have been right-wing extremists at the homes of every single liberal judge every single day for 50 years, terrifying them, endangering their lives, and, um, and not allowing them to live at peace and to be able to make judicial decisions without the fear of physical Retribution. 1973 Roe versus Wade. Obviously, obviously, you don't mean that. You're you're saying that in, as as uh, as as a commentary, and and sarcastically, right? It's a it's a rhetorical question. See, if this is what liberals think is appropriate, is this what you would expected for the last 50 years from conservatives? Frankly, as much as conservatives have protested in front of um, Planned Parenthood buildings. They have never endangered the life of a single Supreme Court justice. Yeah, but I have a big problem with the Planned Parenthood situation with conservatives that hold up like that you're going to hell and, and you know, you need, I hate to, that. you need to repent. Yeah, then you should start there because that's our position, right? It's not our position. It's the people who, unfortunately, we're connected with. And that gives me more of a problem than anything else in this world that these, these self-righteous, right-wing conservatives who feel the need to shame people who are going through something in their life. They're having a human moment and they destroy other people's self-confidence and uh, ability to go through a moment humanely. 
They treat them like they're animals, and it's and it's and it's not okay. Absolutely. If you disagree with something, what do you do when you disagree with someone? What is the right way? Because honestly, BLM wasn't the right way, and obviously, you fig we figured that out because we burned half the cities in America. And then you look at the women who are running BLM, and he bu she bought six million dollars worth of houses. Now she's being indicted. Is she being indicted now? And I don't know if she's being indicted. I know the information was like released through TMZ. I think she, it, was, it was released, but then she commented on it. All right, wait, okay. Wait, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm on a line right here. I'm saying, so you look at that. It doesn't yeah. discredit that Black Lives Matter. Obviously, Black Lives Matter. But you look at things and you look how they're made into movements. And you, and the same. I'm, I'm comparing and contrasting this situation with right wing conservatives who stand outside of Planned Parenthood. Right? Yes. Like, if you disagree with it, is that the best? Can you, is that the best form? and practice to share dissent and your disagreement with the people who are accessing those things, right? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. No, it doesn't. But I do think it's important to note that it wasn't CNN breaking the news, it's TMZ. For what? TMZ is, is unfortunately very factual. Right, but it just It's probably like maybe more factual than CNN because it's just straight up news gossip. It isn't the New York Post. <laughs> I it's can't, well, actually... Oh you can't find <laughs> it. It was the post. It was yeah. the post. It was the New York Post. It was, it was confirmed though, right? It was confirmed that they bought the houses. I will say this was it was bought through the Global Network Foundation. That smaller chapters of BLM mm -hmm. asked for an independent investigation of the global funds. So the global fund, see the global fund of BLM, right? Yeah. So I, I can't say it's the entire organization. Right. Well, no, it's because no, it's one the, woman. The global fund was not releasing the funds to the local chapters that needed the money. They were holding the money and using it inappropriately. Mm. That's what was going on, and that's why it's. Um, yeah, you should have great caution whenever so, so an institution what, asks you for a ton of money. So what's? But it was all emotional donations. It was all seeing what's going on in the news and, and donating, right? It's like, you know, I mean, we even, we, we posted like how you can donate and help and we didn't put BLM because right. we couldn't get any verification that they're like a legitimate organization. That Also, and because on the face of their, um, of their website, it clearly wasn't it, about civil rights. Yeah, it, it, in there about them. The destruction the, of nuclear family. It talks about that the destruction of nuclear on family. The, on the landing page. To your point. Yeah, um, which point? Well, uh, one a couple was a couple ways back. Do you remember in 2018 when White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders was kicked out of a restaurant? Yes, yes I do. No, it didn't seem like any liberals were upset about that. No, they actually promoted. And I, I, I might be wrong about this. Um, I think it's the Chicago mayor who actually posted something about the Supreme Court saying it's time to take up arms. Mm, Brooke. So can you I check that for me? And I'm pretty sure it was the Seattle mayor that that walked a protest to the DA's office or a, con or a congressman or the governor governor's house and gave away his address. And they took the protest to their house. And I think she's being indicted now for like um, or being sued now by the governor or by the mayor. There's something happened in Seattle where one politician was playing political games with the other. And now they're suing them for basically endangerment by re revealing their like their home yeah. location. It's well, Lori Lightfoot. Yes. And she's the mayor of Chicago, right? Yes. And she wrote to my friends in the LGBTQ plus community, the Supreme Court is coming after for us next. This moment has to be a call to arms. Which is interesting. It's not about abortion. Not at all. You see, if does you, she even care about abortion? So she's wait, hold applying on. What, it to something else. What which, are you saying that it's about then? No, it's about um, gay marriage being revoked. 
But it has nothing to do with gay marriage being revoked. She's no, saying but they're, next. But look, I, I heard, what is it, Pelosi saying the next thing to go after is interracial marriages. Or I can't remember who it was. It, it, interracial marriages. Yeah, now they're going to make interracial marriages illegal. This is what you do. When you do not have confidence that your ideology is strong enough to win, you attach it to other things. You're literally adding cultural amendments to get enough people angry so that you can have a majority. Look. This is an important issue. It clearly has not been resolved over 50 years. The Roe versus Wade decision did not bring our nation together and help bring clarity. Um, one of the best things that could happen is to have a meaningful conversation. Most European countries have stricter abortion laws in the United States. If you go to Germany or Spain or Italy or anywhere, you know, Ireland, you're not going to have the level of um, freedom and um, in choice that you do as you have in the United States. Uh, the United States is one of the most extreme countries in its position toward abortion. And so maybe we should consider that we need a more thoughtful approach toward it without removing the woman's right to choose. We're deaf. No one's ever going to hear this podcast. This thing's going under. They're going to sink this like the Titanic. Um, but can you talk about these things and not be shadow? No, no, shadow banned. Because <laughs> the reality is that Mark Zuckerberg, a billionaire, owns Facebook and Instagram, and he owns a so he owns two of the largest social media platforms, and then he's creating an entire universe called Meta. Woo! If there's ever been a moment I'm against Meta, it's in this moment. <laughs> you like Meta? Never go on Meta. Don't ever do it. Don't no. ever do it. Burn the Oculus. Burn it now. Yeah, but I have a theory that the it's reason like the no bra movement. Burn your <laughs> Oculus. <laughs> no, the reason no one criticizes Bezos. It's because everyone wants to get their Amazon delivery. <laughs> You're not wrong. I'm not trying to get shadow banned from Amazon. Don't mess with me like that. No way. We can live without Facebook. We can live without Twitter, but we cannot live without Amazon. But what do we do if, if at some point we can't talk about anything real? You know, you know what's interesting here, bro. Can you pull up the stats? Spotify basically released their their quarter numbers. Their their um their their quarter not projections, but their I guess their what is it called the the quarterly update. Mm -hmm. And they are up 20% since the whole Joe Rogan controversy that their that their viewer their viewership and subscription are both up since getting banned off of all of these different spaces and then Joe Rogan saying that he's a conspiracy theorist. What was the controversy with Joe Rogan? It was it was it Neil Young? Neil Young basically said he's leaving Spotify. Yes, and yeah. Carol King and Yeah, well Spotify made more money in the last quarter since that than they did before. But they didn't get rid of Joe Rogan. No, no they got rid of Neil Young. No, Neil well, Young left of his own accord. And yeah. they said, and they said, we'll help you. <laughs> no. What do you mean? We'll, no, we'll what do you mean? You. no, we'll it is. You. Yes. <laughs> we'll I, hold the door. <laughs> I'm sure Spotify would for sure let them come right, back. So to me, today's podcast is about this. I don't care if you're a conservative or a liberal. You I need do. to be fighting for free speech. You need to stop being stupid. If you're either one in both of you, both of them can be stupid. I can be stupid. We can all be stupid. Stop being stupid. But I'm going to protect your right to be stupid. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to believe that the, stu the stupid ideas will find their ways to the bottom and the great ideas are going to elevate and find their ways to the top. And I'm not afraid of having a discussion, you, debate, an argument, a you, conflict about ideas. You know, it's so interesting when we had a little bit of controversy like a month and a half ago immediately after the Easter situation, mm -hmm. immediately people, people who used to be my friends, which is crazy, you know, fake friends, 
But like they started, all they start doing is start retweeting all of the 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 LGBTQ plus like uh what is it like controversy that we have or that you know the, the gay community is always trying to get us to to say affirming or not affirming and, and we just refuse to use their language. We're like, hey, we're not going to use alienating language. We're going to always try to figure out and have a conversation about things that are really complex and and, and intricate, right? Mm-hmm. You've always you've taught us that. I'm the one now who's just like, well, if you don't want to like us, don't like us. Then mm-hmm. let's stop pretending. But when when it became about one thing, they started tweeting things about the other thing yeah the things have nothing to do with this yeah and it's and it's so fascinating it's like when you can't when you're stupid and you can't win an argument you bring up the stuff that makes you look better and the other person look bad which is why people on the right carry signs that say they're gonna go to hell if they go into parent planned parenthood and get an abortion you know who's gonna go to hell probably you the person and holding the sign <laughs> person holding the sign jesus would probably say at the gates of heaven hey go get your sign and sit outside of the gates and let us know that we're all going to hell because that's where you should stay if you're sending other people there, you should stay there. That's how I feel about it. I don't want to go to a heaven that you are holding signs in, reminding everybody that messed up in their life that they're terrible. Enjoy your perfection on earth while I <laughs> sit in a jacuzzi in the afterlife, apparently. I don't know, but it makes me so irate and so angry that whether it's the left or the right, the left is on a different level of stupid right now, but the right has, has, has always been there. They go hand in hand. And unfortunately, it's like this yin and yang of like stupidity. And that's all that it is because it's not factual. It's not functional. It's not trying to make the human race any better than it's ever been. We're now just destroying ourselves. This great country that was once great. I'm now reflecting back on the opening season, the opening show of Newsroom when, mm. what is his name? Um, the the What's his name? The guy from Newsroom. Jeff Daniels? Jeff oh, Daniels opens up the... I think that's his real name, but go o- ahead. Open, opens up <laughs> opens up the... Will the, McAvoy. Will McAvoy opens up and Jeff Daniels, the opening monologue where he gets asked the question, is America yeah. the greatest country in the world? And he says, nobody used to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we're watching that happen. If there's not more of a prophetic show that's ever been on like yeah. television. I love that show. Like we need Aaron Sorkin back in the world. Mm-hmm. Writing. What was, what was his last movie? Aaron Sorkin? Yeah. Was it Molly's Game or was it something else? Stop no. making Molly's Game. No one cares about poker. Come back and make <laughs> political, social. Oh, he, he did the, um, oh, goodness the, gracious. The seven. Being the Ricardos. Oh, that was pretty good. Yeah, I like that. One. But I think what again, what Sorkin does so well is he he creates a, a conservative character who actually is a liberal. He creates liberal characters who actually are conservative. He crosses the divide and forces people to think intelligently and think deeply about their positions, and I, I love that. Uh, and it makes me angry that we live in a time where you can be shadow banned if you say something incendiary, if you say something controversial, if you say something outside of the uh, the mainstream. It makes me want to be more of an extremist. I I, I want to get shadow banned and I want to, then I, I just want to go to war because battle ready is not about physicality. Battle ready is about sharpening the greatest weapon you have, which is your brain. Learning how to think at a deeper level, learning how to communicate at a deeper level. Battle ready is about fighting your way out of the box of limited thinking so that we can actually move to clarity. So what do we do when they ban us? We get a megaphone. You do not go silent. I can't do the Korean thing. I can't do, I can't do Aaron, what happened. you just said no signs. I can't do signs. What do we do? What do we do if, 
if if you, there is there becomes with this ministry of truth and all the different things and like everyone that everyone's so afraid of, what happens when when the divide is so great that tech sits in the middle of it and tech isn't fair? I think Spotify is creating fair. I think we will always be on Spotify. If you were listening to us on anything else, go to Spotify, go to Apple Music. Go where we're not banned. But at some point, <laughs> when we get banned at some point, what do we do? We're going to put go? it on our T-shirts. Put we're going to write no, it we're on not. We're not going to be those people. <laughs> we can't. What do we do? I think that the light always expels the darkness. And truth always defeats lies. And freedom always finds its way against oppression. When I started looking at the GDP, Russia's GDP is 1.6 trillion. It's equivalent to Brazil's. It's about four times smaller than Germany's. And it, when you're looking at Russia going to war against Ukraine, I'm going, this country barely has enough money to pay, to feed its own people. And they're trying to take over the rest of the world. It's because oppression does not create room for growth. Freedom creates room for growth. I, I, I was looking at this statistic yesterday. 86% of America's millionaires are self-made. That means that poverty or the blue-collar environment, environment is actually the environment from which America's wealth comes. Mm. Why in the world would we want to destroy a culture where 86% of the millionaires were born in a different status, but we have the potential to elevate our own livelihood, to create a different world and a different life for ourselves. That opportunity is not there for the majority of people in China. It is not there for the majority of people in Russia. It is not there for the majority of people in Saudi Arabia or Iran or Syria. It is not there for the majority of the world. It is there for us, and it's because we have the freedom of thought, but which I, is connected to the freedom of speech. You see the world differently. You see our own situation differently. I think there's lots of young people in our own country who feel like they don't have a way out anymore, right? They don't have a way out of mediocrity, mm -hmm. that, that, they're, that they're suffering from, you know, this stale, lackluster, always being in debt, from student debt to not even be able to go because they don't want student debt, you know, go to college, go to university because they don't want student debt. They're afraid to move because everything in any which way you turn is either too expensive out of your reach financially and if you have no help it becomes a very fear-based anxiety-driven culture right i mean i've been listening to the new arcade fire record it sounds crazy but the in, the, the 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 first two songs are age of anxiety the name of the mm. like age of anxiety one and two and it's talking about actually one of the lyrics was was fascinating it says anxiety is this spirit that we've caught how do we get rid of this? How do we get rid of it? Wow. And it's like, we, how many times have we talked about? Like, yeah. we don't go into this very often, but like if there's spiritual warfare in this world. Yeah. We, we're spiritual people. Yeah. We believe there's something going on around us that we're, that we're either aware of or we're not. So we choose to be or we choose to not be. But it feels like the manifestation of that is this anxiety, this fear, this, this, um, this, 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 um, this complacency, you know, this, this, mm -hmm. this apathy. But also I think a lot of it comes from, this inability to move because everything is so fragile around you. Like, yeah. what do you do when, 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 when any move you make, you become $10,000 in debt or $5,000 in debt and you lose everything, you know? Like, how, how do you take risks? Yeah, first of all, I think you realize you need to stop trusting the institutions that you're trusting in. Like who? Like, 
like the government, because the government will lend you $100,000 to get a college degree that will not help you in life. But they, um, and the bank will lend you $100,000 to go to college, but they will not lend you $5,000 to start a business. Yeah. And a part of the dilemma is that the entire lending system in America is built on creating debt for the person because they need you to borrow money to exist. They do not need you to create wealth. They need you to borrow wealth. Hmm. And if we can teach our children, if we can teach our high school and college students how to create wealth, how to start businesses, how to take an idea and translate it into reality, we're going to do more to war against poverty than anything else in this nation. So what do we do if they ban us? How do we communicate with the world? Like, how do we go, you know, how do we go? Is it, is it like dark web? Is it, is it, are there, is there going to end up being a silk road for moderate ideology? Mm-hmm. Do you know what the silk road is, right? It's where yeah. they traded heroin and mushrooms yeah. and ecstasy and, and like livers and like drugs for the last 20 or 30 years when they first created Bitcoin, right? Mm-hmm. Like what, or I guess 15, 20 years, like what, what is there going to be now for people who think differently than the mainstream media? People always find a way to communicate. When I think about the, the slave trade in the South and the Underground Railroad uh, that was in many ways personified by Harriet, by Harriet Tubman, they found a way to move people to freedom against all odds. There's, there are always enough courageous people who find a way to fight against oppression. And there is going to be a day where we're going to have to decide, will we stand for truth and freedom? And it's and let me be clear. It's not about standing for your truth. It's about standing for every person's right to pursue truth. Right. Because the moment you go, oh, no, I'm going to stand for my truth, you become a dictator. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the problem. And I'll say that's been a problem with Christianity, especially in the 1980s with the moral majority. The whole idea that our truth is the singular truth, and so we have the right to use power to force others to submit to our truth. Let me just be absolutely clear. The moral majority was 100% wrong in terms of reflecting the culture and ethics of Jesus. Jesus would have never created the moral majority. That's a Christian political expression of a religion, not of the movement of Jesus. And if you are only willing to fight for the truth you believe, you, you do not believe in a free nation. Mm-hmm. I believe that we should fight for every person's right to speak. And that's dangerous because then you have white supremacists who are allowed to speak. And you have, um, you know, you have people who maybe move toward extreme socialism who have a right to speak. You have to believe that the better ideas will win. And... And you have to be willing to call stupid, stupid, and evil, evil. Hmm. And, and the moment you're, you're afraid to do that, I think that you've, you've lost your power to make change. So can I ask you a question? Yeah. What do you think of Elon Musk talking about uh, reinstating Trump's Twitter account if he ends up owning Twitter? I think he should. I think anyone who can't read Donald Trump's tweets and know that half of them or 90% of them are just so factually inaccurate and from some ethereal place in his imagination is stupid. What I, what I don't like about Twitter banning Donald Trump 
is that it almost immortalized him. It did. He's a martyr. Versus, ver- it gave him this martyrdom. Yeah. That that the, that that everything is leftist media and that that they're out to destroy the conservative ideology. It turned all of my conservative friends into freaking weirdos. Like, get stop. You know, I'm sorry, sorry, <laughs> but I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Now I was saying stop to you. I was saying stop to my friends. Like, I I don't know how to say it to them. I'm like, stop reading QAnon. Stop <laughs> going. <laughs> to these crazy rallies or like, I don't really have friends that do that because I don't really hang out with those people, but I've watched people really become like uh, almost, uh, not not brain, but like, uh, what do they call it? Like radicalized. Yeah. But then on, on, on the antithesis of that, I wish they would have just let him burn his own bridge. Narcissists have a way of destroying themselves. He, <laughs> he is both Darth Vader and the Death Star. He would have just exploded <laughs> at some point with like his miss, his insanity that he spews out into the world. But if you're listening right now and you're 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 not sure if you're a conspiracy theorist or not, I have a really clear test. Okay. Whenever you're in a group, I'm very nervous right now. We're talking or talking test. to a friend, right? If your opening line is, "I'm not a conspiracy theorist," but yeah, <laughs> you are. See, the moment you use the, yeah. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but. So then what do you do if, 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 if your opening line is, I love conspiracy theories, so this is what I like to talk yeah, about. That's different. It's like it's, I it's, always it's, start it's, like that. Yeah, you yeah. said that so many times, Aaron. I'm, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but. Like, and my fingers always move like that. But are we shadow like, man? Alien. Yeah. Yeah, but Brooke, how many times have you said, uh, you know, I'm a liberal, but now before I used to. But. <laughs> lots of buts. Let my kid go to school. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you used to be, a, I'm a liberal and. But uh, in the last uh, two years, you moved to I'm a liberal butt. <laughs> Battle ready is the king of butts. <laughs> Get the butts in the seats. Sorry. <laughs> okay. This is this is getting off topic. You have to run to an event right now. I am, and, and I'm going to talk about the on. art of communication. You better talk about the art of communication to this event. Yes, but let me tell you what is just like burning, and I don't know why I didn't connect this when I became a follower of Jesus. Right. Um, I had never seen a Bible in my entire life. I started reading it. And I, I stumbled on this obscure verse in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 20, verse 9. I mean, whoever gets that far, right? And, right? and it says, but if I say I will not mention him or speak any longer in his name, his word is in my heart like a burning fire, a fire shut up in my bones. Hmm. I am weary of keeping it in. Indeed, I cannot. Hmm. And that became what I called my life verse. It became my life declaration that I wanted words that burned so deeply inside of me that, it, that I was incapable of being silent. And the reason the art of communication to me is so important is that if you have anything that actually matters inside of you and you do not master the art of communication, that will be lost to the world and you'll, you'll never understand why such a powerful thought, idea, dream, passion never had the impact it was supposed to have. But the other thing is, I, I, I was thinking this morning is that the art of communication is actually has, has a subversive intent. Hmm. I want to help people communicate better, but that's probably not the fire that's actually burning. I want to help people think better. Hmm. And there is an inseparable relationship between your ability to communicate and your ability to think. If you, if you commit to elevating your communication, you will, by virtue of focus and intention, elevate your ability to think. Mm. And I, 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 I'm just desperate for a world 
that raises the sea level of thought. I think we're drowning in our own stupidity right now. And we need to elevate our thinking. We need to elevate our communicating. So I am so passionate about the art of communication. And uh, can I sell it for a second? Yeah. That sure. was an, this is an amazing story. An amazing, amazing. I'm so happy that you talked about it. It makes me <laughs> so, so happy. I'm like a proud son. So when we initially launched it, it was six plus hours. It's like, yeah. it was, it was kind of uh, art of communication theory. Right. And then it was three parts of that essentially. Yeah. So six hours of that. And then since then you've been doing a Q and A one hour. The first week was two hours mm -hmm. for the last five weeks. So we've added another six hours. We've added another six hours. And then you're doing another four weeks of Q&As. Yeah. And, that's and they're topical Q&As. That's very tactile. You do like 30-minute conversation yeah. where you talk about something specific on like, like yeah. this last week was how to tell a story. Yeah. The week before that was how to find your aha moment, the yeah. moment that turns everyone's lights on mm -hmm. when they're when you're telling their story or telling, telling, t t giving a talk. And then the next four weeks, you don't want to miss it. Mm -hmm. So now that the course is six plus hours, plus another six plus hours. Mm -hmm. And then the next four weeks will be another four hours. Yeah. So you will have 16 plus hours to choose from. Mm -hmm. When you do the math on the cost, it's incredible. So go to the artofcommunication.org right now, buy it, buy it for a friend, buy it for a pastor, buy it for a business, buy it for your business sales team. If you wanna buy for more than 10 plus people, shoot me a text or a DM and we'll figure something out. Don't miss it, right? Yeah. Like it's just, this is the thing, don't miss it. Before we're all shadow banned, let's, um, let's elevate our thinking. Let's elevate our ability to communicate our thoughts. Let's enter into the, into the battlefield of ideas and be so well equipped that we have the sharpest weapons. Uh, men fight physically because they do not learn how to think deeply. The reason guys beat each other up is because they don't have the words to win an argument. You want to end violence? <clears throat> Elevate your thinking. I have to go. I'm going to go speak at this event. Okay. And Get out of here. Thank you guys for listening to the Battle Ready Podcast. Thank you, Dad, for making it. And uh, we did 38 minutes. This is amazing. It's one of my favorite episodes. I know. Now I got to run. Oh, I think we should call it Free Battle Ready. No. Yeah? Or Shadow Band. I think it's called Shadow Band. Or Whichever it should be like, like shh. Shadow ban. <laughs> mm -hmm. Instagram's like shh. Like shh. All right. Take okay. care, guys. Have a great week. We're out of here.